today we have a bit of a special episode. We have a special guest with us, Cheyenne. Hi. Hello. Um, we're going to be talking about something a little different today. Uh, Cheyenne is an SFP, and so this episode isn't about SFPs, but rather about something we mentioned when we were doing the Einstein episode, which was world building and visualization. SFPs have NISE, which we suspect helps a lot when it comes to visualization and world building. And so, welcome, Cheyenne. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, hi. <laughs> so you were born the same year that 9-11 happened. <laughs> yeah, I was like... Is that true? Yeah, it was true. I was like only a couple months old. Wow. Coincidence? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't along <laughs> with 50 million other people. <laughs> well, I think I'm still like I, I understand basically what you're talking about, but I still don't feel comfortable with my depth of understanding. So that's probably lots, where lots of our listeners are. Should we start off by you and Cheyenne educating me on what exactly you're talking about? So you said world building. Uh, is this exact? Is escapism a very good word for what you're talking about, Alex? Honestly, I was saying that escapism sounds like better to me. I've only ever like my doctors only have ever used the word disassociating, mm-hmm. but escapism sounds good. Like it also has better context of like people know what escapism like. You can tell what it means through the context of the word. Right, right, right. But we're specifically referring to like psychological escapism where you just do things in your own head with no external activities. You distract yourself with your brain only. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, sometimes music can help, but it's mainly just my own brain. And I can do it without music 100%. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you think it's similar to the way people mindlessly scroll through phones and watch trash television just to like be doing something? Is it similar to that? Just like like out of boredom or out of like the purpose of escape, like escaping. It's to me, it's almost the same thing. Like, yeah, I mean, it can be similar. I've used like you can use TV to do it. I mean, um, I personally scrolling through my phone doesn't work for me because I get bored very easily. And my phone can only um, entertain me or, like, keep my mind off of what's actually going on for maybe a total of five minutes before I start getting antsy and start thinking about other things. And um, eventually, like, if I am, like, say I'm scrolling through Instagram, I'm swiping, I'm swiping. Eventually, I'm not even looking at the things I'm swiping on. I'm just in my head again. Do you get bored of the phone? Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. (laughs) So you will not do any like external activities, but you'll just sit doing nothing or lay down doing nothing or close your eyes and do nothing for an hour at a time or something or like, I mean, yeah, usually I have like a scene. Like if I'm like, um, by the lake, I'll sit down for like four hours and just look at the lake or like, and then I'll be in my head or I'll go for like a walk for a couple hours or sometimes it's just laying in my bed. How long were you by the lake? (laughs) Four hours. Four, like four? Four, four hours. One, two, three, four to four. One, two, one, two, three, four hours. And you weren't doing anything? You were just like sitting on a bench or something, just looking at the lake? Yeah, I was on a hammock. But you weren't actually like looking at anything, right? You were just in your head like daydreaming. No, I was such- in my head. I wasn't like looking at anything interesting. I mean, the still water was pretty, but 
it wasn't that entertaining. And you weren't sleepy. So basically, I think it's fairly unusual for someone, pretty unusual, to be able to just like lay there for four hours, not tired, not looking at anything, but just whatever, winning arguments in your head or (laughs) building a castle in your head and whatever. So that's interesting. Four hours is a long time for me even. Like that doesn't happen every time it happens. Usually like if I decide I want to like leave reality, I mean hour usually most of the time or like however long my drive is to work, like 45 minutes or so or however long it takes me to like go to sleep at night, which can be like up to an hour, an hour and a half. I mean, so I do the same thing sometimes. Like I'll, you know, like in the shower or going to bed, I'll like just imagine little scenarios or something but like usually not more than like 10 minutes when i'm like really zoned out or something do you do that ever alex i do do that but uh again only for short periods of time and definitely not very vividly at all like everything's very foggy like it's interesting enough for me to do for a short period of time the longest i've done it has got to be like at my lowest which hasn't been any time recently like maybe a couple days i'll just like like the, is in it, that world do you mean a couple of days of like not interacting with the world around you at all or yeah. of like like just being like what about like when you have to eat no like drink? i'll eat and drink but like by myself and i'm still like in my world if that makes sense is it the same storyline plot line world the yeah. entire time yeah most of the time but that's then like that was like some like messed up stuff like a long time ago so like this isn't like that was like not normal. So I don't like, know if you want to keep that in, like, <laughs> like, like a psych hospital. <laughs> but oh, our, don't, Cheyenne, our priority here is to create uh, entertaining content, not to respect your privacy. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Just kidding, obviously. <laughs> I mean, you can't keep it in if you think it's good, but. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so just just to clarify for my sake, long as you've gone is two days. No, like a weekend. Like <laughs> you just said, a weekend. Like you a said weekend no. is like four days. <laughs> You've done this for four days straight, and it's been the same world the entire time. It's the same world, but I'm oftentimes like replaying the same part of the world over and over again. So, like, say I come up with like a scenario, like that particular instance, I just would replay. I would imagine myself in a different world, living out my day for like a day. And then, like, for all those days, I would be replaying the same day. Like, for four days, I would just replay the same day in my head over and over again. It's not, like, four days worth of material that I'm okay. coming up with. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> if okay. that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, now, uh, can I just do a formal definition of the word most closely related to what we're talking about, and then a formal definition of what we're talking about, and then if we all agree, then we can move forward with the script? Yes. I like that. I like it. Okay. So formalizing. And uh, correct me please cuz I there's a good chance I'm getting this a little bit wrong. Um what we're talking about is really similar to escapism it sounds like. The first sentence of Wikipedia on escapism says escapism is mental diversion from unpleasant or boring aspects of daily life, typically through activities involving imagination or entertainment. And specifically you do something that we might call like imagination escapism or psychological escapism. Is this like a good definition for what we're talking about so far? Sounds good to me. No, I didn't. I didn't know that people. Uh, I think we all like know kind of 
what you're talking about. Like we've done this, you know, okay. So there's like, there's memes about winning arguments when you're in the shower, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do that too. Like, <laughs> because you like, yeah. I don't know, maybe you heard someone say something and you didn't have a good comeback. You're like, oh, if I had just said this, or like, if I was in this situation, I do this. Or like, even like for, for men, probably what happens more often, because we have hero complexes more often is, oh, we just imagine like being at a convenience store and it being robbed and we save the day. Like, if, if someone tells you they haven't daydreamed about that once, then they're lying to you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think what's interesting about your experience is that you'll do that for hours and even days, which is completely different from, you know, a 10 minute scene in the shower when you're daydreaming, right? How vivid would you rate your experience? Like one to 10, 10 being like reality. It depends on the... It, that does depend on my surroundings around me. So, like, if I'm, like, going to sleep and it's, like, dark and I'm imagining myself doing something active, it's not – it's, like, maybe, like, a six. But if I'm, like, the lake again, if I'm sitting by the lake and in the world I'm creating, I'm also, like, by – like, just, like, laying down and, like, in that world I'm doing something similar, then it can be, like, a t- ten. Like, I'm just in it. Like, Hold I guess on. a nine because okay. technically ten is we- way too real. Let's make like an ontological scale here. Ontology having to do with like the true existence of something. So 10 being a feeling that you get from real life, like it feels as real as real life. And how do we like define like a one, like understanding something, but not imagining it. Like today I went to the park. Like you hear your friends say today I went to the park and you don't really try and imagine it all, but you know, they went to the park. Like you can have like you can understand that things happened without like seeing those things, right? Yeah, but I'm like I guess if I'm laying down in bed and I'm imagining myself doing something active in the like outside during the day, it's pretty it's still pretty real, like maybe the 5 or 6. But again, like if I'm imagining my like if I'm on a hike and or like a walk, not a hike cuz I live in Florida, but like a walk and I'm imagining myself walking in my daydream but i'm surrounded by like other things and i'm like it's very similar but one thing is different then it gets really really real to the point where like sometimes like i'll i'll start smelling what i'm smelling in my dreams i'll start like feeling things hearing people like and i know it's fake i'm doing it on purpose so i know it's fake so like you're walking like in the woods but you're imagining yourself walking in the mall Mm, like a seven okay but if I'm walking in the woods and I'm imagining myself walking in the woods with like a friend, then the friend becomes like an eight or a nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Have you ever had uncertainty about whether uh, something is real or just in your imagination? Yeah, like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again. Like all I don't the know. time. All the time. Sorry, sorry. I said it like, but like more of like a joke. Like not one individual thing is imagined, but sometimes. Because I build these worlds in my head, sometimes I do... It's, like, more of a joke between me and my friends, but I'm like, am I in a psychosis right now? Like, am I daydreaming this right now? Sometimes I'll joke like that. Yeah. And it's just a joke, but I mean... Well, but is it a joke or is it in a joke? It's not really that much of a joke. Okay. But I know that... So it's something like, I'm 90% certain that this is real. Yeah. Because you can have... Yeah. Yeah. Anything can be fake. 10% not sure. Nothing's 10 out of 10, like... I could be fake. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if I had an imagination like that, I'd be doing it all the time too. Like, yeah. 
what? I don't think it's like a emotional problem. It's more just like you have this incredible imagination that I can't even fathom. And it's like, you give anyone that imagination, that's what they're going to do. They're going to go on vacation for four days in Hawaii. <laughs> like, that's just going to happen, whoever you are, no matter how happy you are. <laughs> it's healthy. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely think... So I think there's a version of this that's unhealthy, where like people are avoiding their entire life and doing this instead. But I definitely don't think it's innately unhealthy. Especially, like, if you're doing it because you're bored. Like, if you're doing it because you're bored, you're not doing anything better anyways. Like, Yeah. And sometimes it does help me. Like, whether or not I have anxiety or not has been, like, a debate in my own mind. But I don't think I have the anxiety. And I sometimes I get anxiety, but that's different than, like, having actual anxiety. Um, but I think this is probably one of the reasons why I can get out of feeling anxious is because if I'm feeling anxious, like, about a scenario that's happening tomorrow... All I have to do is, like, think about what could possibly go wrong tomorrow and, like, live that and, like, realize, like, oh, that's not too bad. Yeah. It lets you plan ahead, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your background on personality types? I know what Alex has told me, and I do listen to the podcast, um, but sometimes when I'm listening to the podcast, I zone out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a oh, lot. Yeah. Cheyenne is our, was our, number, our first uh, Patreoner. I find it in like very interesting and I'm totally am like a believer in everything like that. I just I don't if I can't like relate it to myself, sometimes I have a hard time remembering it. If that makes sense. So I I know about like SFPs and I know about like SFJs and I know about Alex's type. But besides those three times, <laughs> I have a hard time remembering anything about anybody else's type. But that's only because I have a friend that has is an SFP. J. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And NFJs? Yeah. The cult leaders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know about cult leaders too. <laughs> she has experience with cult leaders. <laughs> oh, yeah? Do you feel like you're an SFP based on the way we've described SFPs? 100%. I know that's like confirmation bias, but I totally, like, when you guys, I laugh at, when I listen to the podcast sometimes, like, out loud in my room, I'm like listening to the podcast and I just like burst out laughing because some of the stuff you guys say about my type is, uh, it's very accurate and I also know a lot of SFPs. My sister is one, my mom. I have like a lot of friends that happen to be that type too. So I can relate it a lot to mm-hmm. them and me and it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, it's it's always nice to like have someone who completely agrees with our description of their type. <laughs> no, uh, we were talking about it yesterday a little bit. Yeah. And there was something you had a problem with. What was it? Um, I feel like... the universal local I either I understand it but I feel like I'm not full local for sure because I mean like I do a lot of like I used to do debate in school and I still happen to debate a lot with my friends and I usually only bring out like anecdotal like I think anecdotally but when I'm talking to other people I definitely try to bring out um more like universal arguments than anecdotal arguments and even when I do bring out anecdotal evidence. It's only because I know that the other person's going to appreciate that. It's never because I think that's going to help my claim. Yeah, SFPs are definitely the most universal locals. Yeah, yeah. And I think Cheyenne is pretty NI-heavy too, like specifically. Yeah, and like even though SFPs technically don't have NI as like one of their first fu- one of their first or second functions, SFPs also have like the highest NI of any 
non-dominant NI user, right? Seems like. So if we were to ask you to imagine an apple in your hand, and we gave you like five minutes to do this and set up the situation just right, how close could you get to imagining that the apple was real? Like on that scale we were talking about, what could you get to? Like a 10. I could do it in like five seconds. I'm like tasting an apple in my mouth right now and like smelling it in my mind. And it's like, it's very, very vivid. It's interesting. Wow. Yeah, no, I've heard similar things from other SFPs. Here's the thing though, Cheyenne, if I gave you an actual apple and it had some like spots and characteristics that you could look at, I could ask you a question about it. You'd be like, oh, it's got four spots there. Its stem is about this long. I mean, could you do that though with an imagined apple? If I said, what kind of apple, how many spots would you make it up on the spot or would you just like, you just, you just, you look in your imagination, like, let's see how many spots it has. Oh, uh, three. Okay. And it's got like, is that how it works for you? Well, if you told me, imagine an apple with a stem that's like this long and with three spots and it's a granny Smith. Like I'm already imagining it in my head, like right now, like it can change really fast if that's what you mean. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. No, I mean, I just mean that genuinely. I'm just thinking about it. Okay, okay, okay. So if I asked you to imagine an apple, and then I asked you what type of apple it was, what would you say? Or would you already know? Or would you look at it and just be like, oh, okay, I guess this is a, it's one of those apples. What, how would that go, do you think? Well, if someone, like, I've had the most experience with probably, like, those, like, those, like, Fuji apples, because those are the kinds I buy at the store. So if you told me imagine an apple, that's the first one I would imagine. But you can tell me, like, imagine the bigger ones that are sold individually that are, like, red with yellow stripes. And then I would imagine that kind. Or oh, I hate those apples. Oh, those are really good. I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> or if you can tell me, okay, imagine apple. Okay, I'm imagining, like, the Fuji apple. Okay, now imagine a Granny Smith. Right away, it would change to Granny Smith, and I would start tasting the sour, and I would start smelling it more sour and seeing it green and a little bigger. Something interesting to me is like, I have such a hard time imagining taste or smell. Like I can if I really, really try, but it's, it's like, it's taking every part of my brain to like, I can't even smell it well. Like smell is definitely not as easy as taste. I have to do the actual action of like breathing in through my nose to smell, even if it's in my own imagination, but taste like my mouth is watering right now. (laughs) Like after the Granny Smith comment because of the sourness. I have um, one more question, one more line of questioning regarding apples. Okay. Um, So if I give you like 10 Fuji apples, you said you're very familiar with Fuji apples, right? So if I give you 10 Fuji apples, they would all be different, right? I mean, Fuji, it's like a type of apple, but you can look at one apple and be like, oh, this one's different than this one because of some properties it has, because it has a spot there and this one doesn't have a spot there, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's basically like, when you hear Fuji apple, you think of a certain type of apple. But then there's always details that don't belong to like the imagined Fuji apple, right? So basically what I'm trying to ask you is like if you if if you say if I say imagine a Fuji apple and you do a really good job of doing that, are you going to see any individual com- like things on it that like it, does it seem like a specific apple? Like you're like, "Oh, this one has a spot on it." And some Fuji apples don't have spots on them. Like does that Do you see what I'm asking? Yeah, yeah. When I'm imagining it, I'm imagining it from my own, like, experience, like, my own experience. So every single Fuji apple I've ever eaten has not been, like, this perfect, like, round, 
hard and crunchy all the way around. So I am imagining like there's a little dry spot here and a more waxy spot here. And there's like discoloration over here. Like so automatically. if I ask you to imagine two apples. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they both would, have different things on them. And I asked you like, what's the difference between the two Fuji apples that you just imagined? Uh, you would immediately be like, oh, well, this one is a little like this. This mm-hmm. one's... Can we you do that? Have to, like, Let's just do that now. Right now? Yeah. Okay. You've got two apples in your hand. What do they look like? Okay. The one on the right has a spot on the bottom that's discoloration. Um, and then through the discoloration, it's also soft on the inside like a bruise. And then towards the top, it's more dry, like more sandpapery. And towards the bottom, it's more waxy. And then on the left one... It's more red than the one on the right. The more right on the right was has more like yellow in it. The more red one's like more dry on the outside, but on the inside it's like a little more soft, like more ripe than the other one. Um, do you want to keep going? I mean, sure. sure. There's like little bumps on the bottom of the one on the left, like not bruises, but like it grew with like little bumps on the bottom, and then on the top it's smoother, more red towards the top than the bottom. Which one tastes better? The one on the right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is this is a little late to be asking this question, but did you th- think everyone could do this equally as well before? Yes, I definitely thought they could. I just, I mean, I've had I've had ADHD. Well, they used to call it ADD, and then like in high school they changed it to like ADHD. But um, I I was even like they tried to medicate me for a while and it didn't work. So I knew I did it more often because. Literally, doctors told me you did it more often. Um, you were, like, in your head more. You got distracted more easily. So I knew I did it more often than other kids would do it, but I thought everyone could do it equally, especially because, like, my mom does – my mom and my sister, like, my mom's super artistic. So I we could literally be, like, painting and doing something, and she, like, could do it. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. I just, I just imagine you getting prescribed Adderall, <laughs> and all of a sudden you become really productive in your imagination. <laughs> It didn't work actually for me. The medication, it didn't work. So they took me off. It just straight up was like. Did it do anything to you? It didn't do anything. Oh, it got rid of my appetite. What'd they give you? Oh, I don't remember. I was young. I don't know. I just remember it it ruined my appetite. Well, I don't even remember that. My parents told me it ruined my appetite and it just didn't work. So what's the point in continuing if it's not even working? Yeah. How consciously do you start um, using your imagination like this and doing this escapism? Or do you just find yourself doing it without realizing that you started? I can start on purpose, but most of the time it's just like yeah. it just happens, especially if I'm trying. It's especially when I'm trying to do something else. Like if I'm trying to do something that's not literally like the most interesting thing, I'll just accidentally start doing it. But I can purposely start doing it. But if I purposely start doing it, I usually have to like, you know, I don't know, like put on music or something before. Thank you to everyone on Patreon. To everyone who's not on Patreon, just FYI, we are now trying our best to post more pre-show and post-show content. Um, so basically, the discussions that we're having before each episode as we're trying to plan ahead, uh, you know, introducing our interviewees, etc., etc. Um, so if you're interested in that kind of thing, go check us out on Patreon. Um, we've got other stuff too, like blog posts, Things like that get to Patreon first before anyplace else. Uh, things like blog posts and whatnot, they all make it to the PhysioType blog eventually. So if you're not able to join Patreon at this time, don't worry. 
the information will still be available. We just we give it to the Patreoners first. That's kind of a way to say thank you. Uh, but yeah, yeah, check us out on Patreon if you can, if you want, if you'd like. Uh, anyways, let's keep listening. How good is your memory? Really, really, I think it's really, really good. <laughs> I mean, that's my own biased opinion <laughs> because I only can compare it to my own memory. But I, I'd say I have a better memory than some of the other people around me. <laughs> That felt pointed. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> Look at the notes here. We're looking. Look at that number. Uh-oh, she's dyslexic. <laughs> One. Can I say it out loud before I remember what it is? Yeah. 1947-4398. Okay. Um, that's Alex's social security number. <laughs> okay. Do I say I knew I recognized it. I'm just kidding. Do- do I say the number now? No. No, don't worry about it. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, man, I didn't even copy it correctly. I forgot I'm on my Mac, so I tried to control C it. When I, whatever. Um, I mean, I can tell you what it is. <laughs> what What was it? Uh, 1947. It's too much pressure. It was 1947. One. This is going to be wrong. 13483? Three? No, there's a 9 at the end. One. No, so, there was a three at the end. There was a three at the end, but there was a nine before the three. Can you? Uh, I can see what it was. One nine four seven. I cannot. Control Z should work. Uh, no. Oh, you're right. There was a nine three. Thanks, Alex. Oh, it was nine eight three, not eight three nine. You're actually pretty I close. I think, fun. right? I said one nine four seven one three eight nine three. That's I better think. than I would have done. I was just curious. Did, does your dyslexia affect numbers, or is it only letters? I don't know. I was always good at. I was like in math club and stuff. Like I'm good at math. I just don't know. I think I have to think more. I have to think at remember, like making sure I don't mix up the numbers more in math. But I don't think it affects it that bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's definitely letters and words compared to numbers. Numbers I'm usually fine with. Mm-hmm. What's three plus three? Six. What's three times three? Nine. Louder. Three cubes. Nine. Nine. Uh, God, 27. <laughs> oh no, my earphones fell out. <laughs> it's too much pressure. I don't do good under pressure. That's okay. Are you happy? Right now I'm happy. Are you ever sad? Yeah. <laughs> Alex, you said this wasn't going to be a therapy session. <laughs> oh no, I'm not going to help. I'm just trying to invade your privacy. That's not therapy. I get sad pretty easily, but I am I get happy really easily too. So there's that okay. if that helps. Like my yeah. You're more emotive, just in general. Yeah. I'm just like so the interesting part to me here is not that you do this hyper realistic escapism. It's just that you're able to. I mean, because I think if <laughs> I think if any of us were able to do that, we would be a lot more likely to engage yeah. in it. No, I agree. I don't think there's anyone with a super vivid imagination that just chooses not to use it. I hope, anyways. That would seem like a waste of talent. <laughs> I don't use it, like, for anything else besides this issue. <laughs> besides escapism. <laughs> but at least you use it. <laughs> Your mom's an SFP. Your sister's an SFP. Do you think her imaginations are as vivid as yours, though? I don't know how, how vivid. I've never asked them. I've never like talked to them about. It. I know my mom has a pretty vivid imagination. She used to be an artist, 
Um, I mean, she's still an artist, but she used to do it way more. Um, I remember that this Apple question was asked to me a couple months ago, I think by Alex. And I just found it was so interesting because I remember we were talking about it and some people couldn't do what I could do. So I was asking my mom about it and she said she could do the same thing. So my mom has a pretty vivid imagination. I, my sister, she's very imaginative for sure. Like, and she's pretty creative, but I have never asked her about this specifically. It's interesting. My mom's an SFP and she told me that when she was younger, she used to do this a lot where she would, she had a completely different life with like a completely different job and like a completely different set of kids. (laughs) Um, And that she, she would do this a lot, like to the point where she felt it was unhealthy. So she, she manually forced herself to stop. So she doesn't now, but like the fact that she did it so much that, she felt like it was a problem. And then on top of that, had to like self-control to not. I don't, I don't know. That just seems really I interesting. I have the to self-control me. to stop, even if I tried. But I think the thing that gets me to stop is, well, in the unhealthy way of doing it is me becoming more happy with reality mm-hmm. and surrounding myself by interesting things. So like if I'm around friends, I know I never do it. I mean, I'm in my head when I'm around friends sometimes thinking about other things possibly, but I'm, very present when I'm around my friends, around my family, around other people. People interest me. So there's no need to go to another world if the interesting thing is happening right in front of me. But um, the thing, if I'm by myself and I'm doing it, the thing that will get me to stop is just becoming more happy with reality, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. has happened. So it's the same thing that helps people stop doing drugs. This is basically a drugs fan. <laughs> Do you know about the Rat Park experiment, Cheyenne? I don't think so. They had two cages, two environments, multiple rats in each environment. This is a study. Uh, and in each environment, they had normal water and heroin-laced water that the rats could take it uh, at will whenever they wanted. One environment was very boring. One environment was like rat paradise. And those are the only differences, the only real variables. And the rats in rat paradise... Um, did way less heroin than the rats that were in the normal rat cage. Makes sense. I love giving heroin to rats. (laughs) (laughs) So in this case, the heroin is your incredible imagination and the environment is your environment and you're a rat. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) I kind of got that. (laughs) Well, just in case, you know, we had any listeners who were kind of slow. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) That was just for all the people who like pineapple on their pizza. I had to explain it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Jay. Okay. Did we ever show you the video of the mayonnaise cupcakes? No, but I know the story. Okay. (laughs) We were drinking a little bit. I know. Sorry. (laughs) I'm imagining a lump of mayonnaise in my mouth right now. It's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for everyone who doesn't know, we were drinking a little bit. And I don't know why. It was just for fun. You know, people people are weird. Anyways, they decided that they were going to put mayonnaise all over these, like, I don't know what you call them. Cupcakes, but without frosting. So, you know. Muffins? They're not muffins. They taste different. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so they lathered these cupcakes with mayonnaise, and everyone had to eat it, or at least try it. I guess. Take a bite out of it. There, There was no reward at the end. Nothing like that. It was just, like... Anyways, um, everyone did it other than me because I'm not an idiot. <laughs> um, 
everyone, you know, they take a bite and then they like gag and like almost barf and like chuck the thing like across the yard. Next person would bite. Same thing. Like they're gagging. Like their gag reflex is just like on high alert. People are on the ground rolling, dying. <laughs> Jay, who's an STP for the audience. Jay takes the muffin full of mayonnaise. He smells it. He takes a big bite. Chews it. Swallows completely straight faced. He looks at me and he says, Another? <laughs> Takes another bite. He finishes the entire cupcake. <laughs> and I ask him, How did you do it? And he says, I just imagined the mayonnaise was frosting. <laughs> what? That, no. I'm sorry. I, I, I have an incredibly hard time relating to this. Um. I've never tried to do that before. I don't recommend it. I wonder if I could. Oh, I'm not going to try it. <laughs> Maybe try with something that's not mayonnaise. I mean, I can like... Like if I'm touching something, I can imagine touching something else. If that makes sense. Like say I'm like... If I'm... If I'm I don't know. Say if I hold your hand right now. I could totally imagine like, oh, I'm holding my dad's hand right now. Like, Thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, can you... Would you mind using... Different examples? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Here. I'm holding this Hold pad. a carrot. Yeah, I'm holding a carrot right now. That's really weird. <laughs> I don't know if I believe you. I think you're lying to me It's right a baby now. carrot. A long baby carrot. It's not a real carrot. I just, I just like that story that uh, Alex told because it's so like typical of male behavior. <laughs> It really is. It's like I, I can't yeah. imagine. I can't imagine like six girls hanging out drinking doing that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of my friends would want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything to add here? I mean, you feel like we've missed some huge gaping hole in your psyche and your ability to. What were we talking about before? We were talking about like other SFPs who do it. Oh, you can, like, do it with, like, t other things besides your imagination. Like, with, like, TV and stuff like that. You can do it with TV. You can do it with, like, music. Right. Okay, right. I can turn on, like... Do you feel that you... I do that the most. I turn on music and I pretend I'm at a party. And, like, I'm at a party and I'm listening to the music and I'm, like, imagining the people around me and I'm imagining <laughs> tea and I'm imagining, <laughs> like, the people around me and what they're saying and what they're doing and what they're... Wait, you're imagining, like, gossip? No, like, not gossip, like... Oh, then I didn't understand. Oh, no, tea, I'm not, like... I thought you meant, like, what's the tea? Oh, no, no, I meant, like, a certain You guys are such Gen Xers, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I meant, like, a certain person that I know whose first name starts with T. Anyway... There are so many people we know that then start don't with forget, tea. Then forget about it. Just like partiers. I'm imagining the people in my life who I'm always going to parties with, what they're saying, like at the party, what they're doing, how they're dancing, how they're hyping each other up. I'm imagining myself dancing and hyping someone else up, like with music. That's the kind of do that. And it's not my own imagination. I mean, like it is, but it's like the music. Like, I don't know how to say that. That's definitely your imagination. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's like fueling. But you can also do it with, like, TV. Like, I can imagine myself working in an office, like, l being, like, a 35-year-old woman working in an office, in the office. or in, Do like, you? 
Like I, when you're watching The Office? Are you imagining yourself? No, I have in the past. But it's not like it's not like you're watching The Office like in first person. No. Okay, okay. Sometimes when I'm watching TV, I'm imagining I'm not by myself and I'm with friends watching TV. Okay. Okay, that makes more sense. But I'm not I have done that other thing before, but not anytime recently. Do you have an easier time remembering facts or like life events? What do you mean by facts? Like like fun like, fact. Fun fact. Or like, is that those a fun fact? Is it like a concept? Like fun fact, this concept exists. Sure. Or is it yeah, like yeah, 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 fun yeah. fact? Australia has like this amount of species of animals that live in it. Also, that things that are true independent of events. So, like things you know that don't have to do with you or the life you've lived. Or do you have an easier time remembering like past events in your life? I think I tend, I do remember past events in my life, like, all the time. I even remember things from when I was very little, but I know that they're skewed in a way. I usually, if I'm remembering past events, I usually remember them as better than what they were. Um, Like, all the time, like, I remember, like, if I remembered hanging out with friends, like, a year ago, I'll remember a night as being, like, way more fun than it actually was. And it's hard to do that with, like, a remembering a concept. Mm-hmm. You can't remember it as though anything different than what you told me it was okay because i can't like add my emotions to it Uh, i'll give you like an example like you could ask me about alligators and i could tell you all about alligators easily right but you could also ask me about what i was what it was like to visit germany four years ago and i would have almost no recollection of the event (laughs) i think i would remember germany way better than remembering things about alligators Okay, but pick something that's, like, interesting to you, though. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Maybe alligators is a bad example for that reason. Yeah, I think the life event, now that you say it like that, I think I would remember, like, going on a trip more. Like, I think if I went on a trip with, like, my sister four years ago. And then I also like... What do I like that is, like, alligators? Um, Diet stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, like... Yeah, I would remember the trip better than I remember, like, specific things about your diet. Okay. Interesting. I want to start asking that question more, because I feel like it might mean something eventually, if we get enough people to answer it. Episodic memory versus non-episodic. This is very interesting. Basically, it's super-powered imagination, and it is an NI thing, but sometimes it seems like an SE NI thing. Yeah, and, and like, the the more I've thought about it, the more... And what got me down this like line of reasoning first was there was there was a person I was talking to on Discord who was expressing and they're NTJ and they were expressing that they don't have incredibly vivid imagination. And so that got me thinking more. And I realized that most of the really imaginative people I know are actually like SFPs or like the STP guy I was talking about. Um, they're usually high in both. It's not just NI dominant people. At least that's my that's my impression. I don't know. I feel we definitely need more people to ask. But well, vision is local, kind of, right? I mean, yeah, like sight is a local. Well, I guess all senses are local. But I mean, she can imagine smelling an apple, so that still fits. Okay, so here's the thing: episodic memories seems like they would rely on replaying senses, and factoid memories have nothing to do with senses. It, when I remember, like the earth's gravitational force i'm not like oh i smell that or i hear that or i see that i don't even remember where i learned it or see it it's just like oh just like this special number oh that's a it's like 
Yeah, I don't know. There's something there. I don't know. I don't know what though. Thanks for listening, guys. If you are interested in learning more, please check us out at our website, physiotype.com. Um, and if you have anything to say or you have any questions or any ideas for future episode topics, um, feel free to check out our subreddit, r slash physiotype, or visit us on Instagram, physiotypes with an S. Okay, well, again, hope you enjoyed the episode. See you next time.